This episode of Cake and Kombucha is brought to you by Quad Place. Quad Place, where internet dreams go to die. I have a home, and I take it everywhere I go. Cause I'm planting seeds so I reap what I sow, you know. Oh, on and on, and on and on. My cipher keeps moving like a rolling stone. I can't control myself flowing in me. See, I picks my friends, how I pick my fruit. Again, it told me that when I was only you. I don't walk around trying to be what I'm not. I don't waste my time trying to get what you got. I work up pleasing me because I can't please you. And that's why I do what I do. My soul thoughts free like a willow tree. Do we, do we, do we? And if you don't want to be down with me, you don't want to pick for my apple tree. And if you don't want to be down with me, you don't want to pick for my apple tree. And if you don't want to be down with me, you don't want to pick for my apple tree. And if you don't want to be down with me, you just don't want to be down. This is how much time I want to spend on Erica Badu. Erica. A wise woman on Facebook who I'm Facebook friends with said, just because someone dresses like a wizard doesn't make you smart. Stop defending R. Kelly. You're tricking us all with your wizard hat. You're just a female hotep. I'm still going to listen to your music. Stop trying to make me cancel you. I can't do it. But you make no sense. And you're influencing other old aunties to say dumb stuff too. Debrat, Lomo, like where did you come from? That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to talk about R. Kelly anymore, but y'all are being stupid. That was Erica Badu, Apple Tree. In breaking news, a sinkhole has opened up in front of the White House. This is the second appearance of a sinkhole since May of last year, the year that ended last month, 2018. Experts have concluded that this sinkhole is a magical porthole beckoning Trump home where he came from the sewers with the Ninja Turtles or hell, whichever one is closer. Welcome to Cake and Kombucha. I am your host, Kelechi Azier, and for the next however long I feel like it, we're going to discuss politics, pop culture, random fun facts, and usually reality TV if the regular news isn't dramatic enough, but I honestly think it might be. Um, yeah, so we have your cake section, which is our fun part, and then we get your kombucha, which is your, your, you know, the good for you, so you could know what's going on in the world and feel like you did something when you leave the house in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Just kidding. You should actually follow this show up with some investigative journalism that's of a serious nature. Nothing here you're going to hear is, you know, it's not incorrect. It's just... My opinion. It's not made up, though. I like to stick to the facts. I just like to interpret them. So, um, welcome. Yeah, I just, I saw that sinkhole bit and I thought it was funny. I mean, are dark forces beckoning Trump back home? Possibly, possibly. But no, probably not. Because actually, there is a really interesting book out now by Elaine Pagels, um, a professor from Princeton University, who wrote a book called The Origin of Satan. So um, This American Life is one of my favorite, favorite shows. It's just so amazingly done. And they've done almost 700 episodes, so I guess that makes sense. But I mean, it's just it's just so well edited and put together and researched and just like it takes you on a ride, man, a ride. So they have their 666 episode just came out um, called this episode 666, the theme that shall not be named. Um, and they did a cheeky episode on the forces of darkness for this, this occasion. And they interviewed Elaine Pagels, um, 
So she explained, she dove into the book of Revelations in a really, really fascinating way with context, something we don't often use. We hate context as a people, as a country. Like, why understand things when you can just make laws and alienate people with abstract interpretations of religious texts? But anyway, I'm glad it's not the Salem witch trials because she'd probably be burned for having an education and doing some research. But she really, like, explained Revelation. So she said, you know, told us about how in first century... Rome sent 60,000 troops to Jerusalem to put down a Jewish uprising. And so John is a Jewish prophet who wrote Revelations. Um, he would have never been able to speak about this kind of thing directly, so he used metaphors like the whore that sits on seven hills. This was actually a Yamama joke against the goddess Roma. And so Roman coins um, were depicted a depiction of the goddess Roma sitting on seven hills, and apparently everyone at the time would have understood that. Um, so like the 666 beast, it's likely just a code based on the Hebrew alphabet. Um, so in the Hebrew alphabet, letters correspond with numbers. And if you've ever like learned or watched or read anything about like numerology and Jewish mysticism, or if you went on a Kabbalah kick right after Madonna did, you might know that. But the other beast that he mentions, like the beast with the human face, it's probably like Roman emperors, like Nero is, who was a violent psychopath. He supposedly he slept with his mom and killed her, you know, stuff like that. So that was really interesting. And then like, she also talked about the book of Job. So apparently Satan isn't even a name. It's not someone's name. Like it comes up in the book of Job in Hebrew, Hasatan means the accuser, the opposer. So this figure was God's servant who was trying to like help God determine who was really faithful it wasn't necessarily some like, uh, you know, torture, gratuitous like torture test for no reason. I mean, I guess it almost kind of when you look at it in that vein, aligns with a lot of other um, early mythology. Like people, gods and goddesses were always just like messing with humans and testing them and seeing like, you know, that whole thing of like, you know, there are little playthings we made them like, what are they going to do? And especially in like Roman mythology and Greek mythology. So that kind of like, Makes sense if you think about the time period. So um, this changes in the New Testament when um, people start to believe that there is kind of like an active malevolent force that's independent and like intelligent that's working against um, uh, working against God, um, which also might have to do with what you know people were going through at the time. So I'm really interested to read the whole book and just even as I was listening to this story. I had questions that I, I would ask Professor Pagel if I could, like, if, you know, if there wasn't an official, like, head demon, then, like, what are demons? Are they just, like, fairies? Or, like, what, you know, what it, how do we, like, get to the idea of independent evil? But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to, like, I'm going to read the book. I'm just, I feel a little bit uncomfortable reading that on the subway. I don't want to get approached by, you know, I don't want to get punched in the head by an evangelist or like, yeah, I just, I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. I just want to learn things. I just want to learn things. But I mean, I do understand why that would be like, I'm just interested in the controversy of these things because we base a lot of our, you know, we wield the threat of hellfire as a, as a weapon against certain groups. And, you know, it's, it's a thing that we rule our lives by like, 
kind of the idea of judgment in that sense. And when I say we, I mean Judeo-Christian societies like in the U.S. And there's just it just started to make me think like, wow, this is interesting. It's so like this would be like earth shattering for some people. And then like there are also communities are, are all around the world and places where that wouldn't be earth shattering at all. They're like, yeah, cool. OK. Plus, there are just so many good horror movies based on like apocalypse stuff. So that's just such that symbolism is so it's so entwined into so many things. So to think it it has like a simpler interpretation is really interesting. So just moving on, you know, catalyzed by this talk of judgment and and wielding religion as a weapon by people and stuff like that, we might as well dive into the next topic, which is the transgender military ban. Um, Because hell might not be real, but we're still going to get there. We're going to do our best to get there in a handbasket, as my grandmother never said, rocking on the porch she didn't have. Um, The Supreme Court has ruled 5-4 to allow the transgender military ban to go into effect. This was as of Tuesday. Now, I know you already know who voted against it. The only people over there we can trust. Like, we don't even have to go into that. Um, But let's dive into (laughs) disgust. I I mean, it seems hardly possible that we're back in the days of making laws that openly, explicitly discriminate against certain groups. Um, But here we are. Like, I really don't like, I actually resent the whole, like, in 2019, in two, in 2018, you know, like, how could this be happening? I thought racism was supposed to be over. Like, that's, I never want to sound like that, but I can honestly say that I am shocked that we are moving backwards, even if it was only backwards to, like, 50 years, to really having laws I mean, we're just taking civil rights away and people are it's happening at times where people are distracted by things like a military van and not, you know, not having food and not being able to work. I think this is all. Well, no, sorry. Being forced to work for no pay and not being able to buy food. And you have some government workers having to go to food banks to sustain them. I think it's not a coincidence that this is coming at a time like this. Um, But so to give some background about 9000 people in the military are going to be affected by this and about not, uh, close to 9000 people in the military are trans um so trump's rationale for banning the transgendered g- troops i tried to find it and it was very hard to follow because it didn't make sense it's probably good that i didn't understand it because if i did that would make me dumb but um according to estimates by the think tank rand um, and they were working with armed forces. Apparently, transition-related healthcare costs are between 2.4 million and 8.4 million a year. Um, actually, is it, but then in 2017 they said it was lower, 2.2 million. The point is just like, first of all, Trump could literally pay for all of that. Like, you know, tonight he could write a check. It's just not so. Ugh. It doesn't make sense. I mean, you have to pay for people's health care and people have different health needs. Like, I mean, the next thing by this rationale, you could say that women can't serve because birth control costs money. And that's a hormonal drug that, you know, women take. I mean, they are trying to not pay for that and have it. <laughs> employers not have to pay for that. But I'm saying, like, is the next thing that we can't serve in the military because of it? I mean, just which like what biological situation 
is going to, you know, impede our service in the military, which is is a right and a privilege. I mean, it's it's job discrimination. And everyone should be really scared of this because you could just use your imagination to think of ways that any group can be singled out for something that he deems, you know, inconvenient or not for the greater good. And it's not, you know, and the fact that it's also not based on any significant data should really scare us. So apparently the specifications of this are that if you are in the military now and you are out as trans or have a diagnosis of gender dysphoria, you can stay. Thank you so much. So generous. But, you know, if you are, you know, say you were, you know, the gender you were assigned at birth um, you, you, you're not that now, that's not who you identify now, then you're not eligible. It's really scary. It's been condemned by the American Psychiatric Association because it comes really close to trying to suggest that being transgendered is some sort of a mental illness or something when really, you know, if you think about it, if people were allowed to be who they were from the beginning and knew that it was accepted, you might not have any, you know, there, there there might not even be any stress. You know, if every trans child or person grew up in a society kind of knowing that this was okay, a society that was more fluid with its gender restrictions, um, and, you know, that just you knew that once you said, this is what I am, that people accepted it, who knows if you would even, you know, it just could be just like waking up in the morning, you know? And I could see that happening in the future. And I could see that happening for being gay or being bi. And I I really can't wait till we get to that day. But I think this is just so hateful and it's discriminatory and it's scary because who knows what's next. And I I really think that he's constantly testing these boundaries, testing these boundaries, seeing how many civil rights he can erode. I mean, look right now, he's shut down the whole government. That doesn't affect just black people or shithole countries or trans people or gay people and yet people are still behind him so he i mean he's really trying us y'all and i just i'm waiting for people to wake up and see it but if you just think about the messaging of this what does what kind of messaging does it send for the military you know and uh, to say that transgender people can't work then what, are, what there what kind of other government jobs are going to say well if you're not good enough for the military you're not good enough for here and then you know for the people that are still there you're you're setting up an openly hostile environment where you know they won't you know how are they going to get promoted what kind of forced discharges are they going to have for just kind of trumped up oh gosh that's a bad oh, excuse my french um charges and things like that i mean what a hostile environment you're creating. It's really just, you know, let me not say, I, I don't know what people are saying about it on the news. I feel like the news cycle has been still captured by Covington and that I haven't really been watching the news. I've been watching you on Netflix. So I've been really trying to zone out. Um, but I don't feel like this is getting the coverage and discussion that I think it warrants in my circle. And I think that we are getting worn down and we need to stay alert wake up wake up wake up but the last thing i'll say (laughs) i literally stopped the recording and then i was like no i'm not done the last thing i'll say is i just think that this has been such a like interesting year maybe past couple years for transgender people but also so strange because you have so many famous um transgender figures in our in our society and our pop culture right now but at the same time 
you have this kind of lurid fascination with trans people. And I just wish that we would let trans people live their lives and not have them be some sort of blank, you know, canvas for us to figure out our own sexuality with. Because what I see in my internet circles a lot is just stories about like, you know, well, one day, you know, I, should I tell my husband I'm trans? I think this was might've been Essence magazine. You know, we've been together for five years and now he wants to have kids. And I, and I, should I tell him I'm trans? Huh? Like, huh? You've been together for five years and he, I just can't, I don't believe these things. I really don't because none of the trans people that I know are in the business of putting their lives in danger for other people's small mindedness. And the idea that, you know, your whole sexuality is just going to be completely, completely turned upside down. If you find yourself attracted to someone that doesn't fit into like squarely into like whatever category you think they are, it's just so weird. Like get some ownership on your, of yourself. Get some, get some, get some help for your identity. Cause I don't, I don't get it. You know, like I, I, you know, I've been places and I've seen someone in a man bun and a flannel shirt and I'm like, Ooh, who's that cute? Maybe cute, possibly cutie turn around. They have boobs. I didn't go home and you know, wash my eyes out and bleach. Like it's really okay. Whatever the, your eye presents to you that you think is attractive at that time, especially if it's a transgender person that looks like the gender you're normally attracted to because they are, how in the world does that make you like gay or whatever? And if even if it did, who cares? Like this stuff just goes so deep, but I really am just sick of trans people being villainized, especially in the black community from what I read a lot about this, like tricking people and tricking people. And there's so much talk about like, you got to tell people who you are up front. No, if you come grab my booty, do I have to turn around and be like, hey, you know, when I take my pants off, it might not be perched as high, you know, it's just, it's just sitting good in these jeans. So I just want to let you know, like, just so you know everything or like, you know, sometimes I get a Brazilian wax, but today I got a French wax and I just have a landing strip on my poom poom now. I don't know if that kind of grooming pattern is okay for you. Hey, before you talk to me any further, I want you to know that I have hair clips in. Let me take them out right now because you told me you found me beautiful and I know I owe you an explanation. No, that doesn't happen. Like, stop, stop it, stop it. Approach who you want, love who you want. And and this kind of fear we're fomenting, which leads back to the fear of, you know, of certain sexualities being wrong. It's just a big circle, but it's leading to people literally getting murdered and, you know, maligning an entire group of people by saying that they can't serve in the military. How are they going to feel protected? How this is just unacceptable. And I'm ranting. I'll stop. You, you guys know that it's unacceptable, but it's just unacceptable in like a lot of different ways. And I think that the ramifications, we have only yet to see the beginning of them. This episode of Cake and Kombucha is brought to you by Quad Place. Do you like saying you're an entrepreneur? Do you have a proclivity for pyramid schemes and anything that sounds like generally an unsound business plan? Did you buy Mary Kay or those leggings for white women from middle America and just leave them in your closet? Do you rap, do spoken word, or make screen-printed t-shirts for activist causes of your choice? Well, you need Quad Place. Quad Place is the website builder and host for people that start creative projects but never finish them. For a small monthly fee, you can have a domain name for your poorly planned idea. Pay extra to have it say under construction, even though, come on, Bob the Builder, you ain't making anything. 
Knowing that you've achieved a small part of what it takes to have a successful business will give you something to talk about at parties. With QuadPlace, you can make the website you've imagined in your head for the business you've also imagined in your head. A small investment in QuadPlace will make you feel like you're closer to achieving your dreams without exposing you to any of the labor or possible failure that comes with trying. QuadPlace, where internet dreams go to die. This is a politics-heavy episode, and I am sorry. I don't know what to tell you, but I didn't write the week. The week came to me, okay? The week came to me the way it was. So the next thing I want to talk about is the Cardi B, <sighs> Tammy Lauren. Is that her name? I hope I got it wrong, bitch. Um, <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Um, So... Yeah, she, okay, so let's back up. So the Cardi B, she released a video about the government shutdown that was really pretty clear. I mean, she said, now I know a lot of y'all don't care. Wait, no, that's not where she started. Let me go back up. Okay, she said, hey, y'all, I just want to remind y'all because it's been a little bit over three weeks. Trump is now ordering, as in summonsing, federal government workers to go back to work without getting paid. Now, I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, bitch, for healthcare, so your grandma could check her blood pressure and you bitches could go get that pussy at the gynecologist check with no motherfucking problem. That's what she said. Sorry. Um, sorry, not sorry. So to wrap up her rant... People magazine is like parap- to wrap up her rant. Rant Car- Cardi stressed the severity of the situation, noting that many of her followers may not care about the shutdown, but they should. She said, "Now I know a, yada, a lot of y'all don't care because y'all don't work for the government, or y'all probably don't even have a job." That shade. Mwah, mwah. When I heard that part, I cackled. I'm going to read it again. Now, I know a lot of y'all don't care because y'all don't work for the government or y'all probably don't even have a job. But this shit is really fucking serious, bro. This shit is crazy. Our country is in a hellhole right now for all for a fucking wall. And we really need to take this seriously. So that's what she said. If you are if your panties are in a bunch, I don't know what to say to you. The F word is a word. I don't know what to say. Like, it's I can't I can no longer pretend like swearing is bad swearing is delicious so anyway it's okay so she made this statement and the fallout pushback discussion was hilarious i mean it went viral but i think she has like 40 million followers so is it even viral is it just appropriately followed basically but like you know there were um government officials on the democratic side saying should we retweet what cardi b says i don't know should we retweet it i don't know and then, of course, there was the, the Republican pushback we'll get into. But what I saw like in social media was like, you know, the people that didn't like her were like, you need to go back to school to get an education, which is like typical coded racism. And I don't even know if it's that coded. Let me be explicitly clear. Like when you think someone is, first of all, cursing is actually associated with higher intelligence, cursing and being messy. There's studies and show that you can look it up. I don't know the correlate. I don't know the cause of the correlation. I'm just saying, but I mean, cursing obviously doesn't make you dumb, but like also like not speaking, you know, standard English, speaking African-American vernacular English or speaking Dominican English, whatever that doesn't make you stupid. And I'm sorry, it's just racist. Like it's racist to think that people that don't all sound a certain way, you know, 
I'm, I'm just sick of other ways of speaking being maligned. It's not okay. Especially when you look at the historical reasons why people, you know, speak a certain way. I don't like that. But also like, let me just, let's break this down. Cause this one dude was like, you need to go back to school to education. I was literally like to, so she can like make as much money as you do. Now, for those of us that like care about things like employment, I mean, who, who didn't like major in the arts and stuff, like school is usually for, you know, getting a good job. I'm sure education, you know, edification of the mind and just the refinement of thought and studying the, the, the philosophies and learning. how That's all great. But, you know, that's not going to put food on the table. So you could you could also just read books for fun and like study accounting and do really good in life. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you are really suggesting she's like, what purpose is she's doing exactly what God probably evidently put her on earth to do, which is entertain the masses and be like massively successful. Like, what are you suggesting she needs to go back to school? Also, like, what did she say that was hard to understand? Everything she said was perfectly clear. There's nothing unclear about what she said. She put a lot of efforts in it so we would extra, extra get it. She said, hey, this is scary. They, sh- you know, he shut down the government. People are going to work without getting paid. I don't want to hear any comparisons to Obama because he cut it down for a good reason, which is so that your undeserving asses could have health care. Not for a wall. So just in case you were just chilling or whatever. You know what? I'm not even going to paraphrase this because that's that's disrespectful to her. It was so explicitly clear, right? Okay, so here comes Tommy Lauren, the host of, is her show called The Blaze? The Blaze, something stupid like that. Um, She's a horrible racist little troll prop that actually, again, kind of like an Ann Coulter, I'm not even sure if she means the stuff she says because like, or maybe she's just a typical racist, like in her spare time, she'll like post Instagram videos of her rapping to to like you know trap songs but then she goes on to the you know her show and accuses jay-z accuses beyonce of being like some sort of renegade black panther and that jay-z is a crack dealer and why did you marry crack dealer some other crazy stuff she was saying so she said that like she said that Cardi B's rant was, you know, like incomprehensible or something like that. I mean, that's a big word for Tommy Lauren. I don't think she said that, but she said it didn't make sense. Blah, blah, blah. All Cardi B responded with very clear. Leave me alone. I will dog walk you. So the like, even if you don't know what dog walk meant, you know what it meant. And it, it meant I don't have time for you, little girl. I will beat your ass like and she's not joking. So I really wouldn't try with her like she already has caught cases. She has people that are galvanized to go beat you up, even if she didn't explicitly tell you to hurt them, the people to like there's really no reason to start any smoke with her. But Tommy did it anyway because she's a fame chaser. She wants to be relevant. So you started a fight with someone who's more famous than you who's not a politician. So you say that you're, you know, dealing in politics and then you start fights with rappers. Then you start complaining when they want to fight with you. Um, Cardi also said, uh, or no, Tommy responded, I'm sure you would. Still doesn't make your political rambling any less moronic. Hashtag build that wall. What, how's she rambling? Like you just said, hashtag build the wall. You're for a wall because you're an idiot. She's against the wall. 
So you you clearly do understand what she said. Then Cardi said, you're so blinded with racism that you don't even realize the decisions on the president you root for are destroying the country you claim to love so much. You are a perfect example of no matter how educated or smart you are, you're still a sheep. I mean, I think that says everything, except I really don't think that uh, t- Tommy Lauren, like, she like is smart. So I wish Cardi didn't grant her that. Um, so then Tommy whines because, you know, after we attack people who weren't talking to us, we always have to play the victim, right? I would just like to point out the left's hypocrisy because you can imagine if I would threaten to dog walk Cardi B or anyone else for that matter as a conservative, as a Trump reporter, I would never get away with it, but they're able to do it and the left applauds it. Now, again, if you look through my final thoughts that I did the other day on Fox Nation or you just look at my Twitter, you could see there are leftists with verified accounts who are not only laughing at the fact, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the pictures right now, laughing at the fact of me being dog walked. They're tweeting out memes showing me in a leash and a collar with Cardi B walking me beyond that they're actually saying yeah she would hurt you she would beat you up i wish we could start a gofundme page so we can watch your teeth get knocked out okay let me be the first one to say that i wish we could start a gofundme page so we could watch you get your teeth knocked out i just want to make sure i throw my hat in the ring with all of the leftists um the stalinists like whoever you think we are like i just want to throw my hat in the ring with them and say that I, I do want to see that. I would pay money for that. But I also would like to ask, what? <laughs> Why are you starting fights with rappers and complaining that they're going to beat you up? What in all the... Is Cardi B like a congresswoman now? Like, what are you talking about? The victimization knows no bounds. Like, you call someone stupid and then you're like, she was mean back to me and I just want to point out that... Who did you think you were talking to? Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Like, girl, get out of here. Girl, bye. I just, you know, there are enough heinous people who watch Fox News that you would have thought you could have got your fan base already solid from them, but then you want to jump on. What she really wants to do is probably, she's, look, Tommy Lauren's going to release an album in a couple years. That's probably what she really wants to do. She's not, she doesn't, she's not about this life. She really just wants to be famous by any means necessary. But, I mean, she picked the wrong side, so let the dog walking commence. Where's the dog park at? Let's take a long walk around the park after dark. Find a spot for you to poop. Pick up the scoop. That's a little ditty I like to call Dog Walk with Tommy Lauren. I'll be here all night, folks. I really will because I live here. Thanks. Where to begin? So you guys all saw the video, or you saw the pictures of the Native American elder playing drums in the midst of these smirking teenage boys in MAGA hats. Um, People were roundly condemning these high schoolers based on the photo, and then other footage appeared of them allegedly being harassed by black Hebrew Israelites. Apparently, the long form of this is that they're at this march for indigenous people's rights at the Lincoln Memorial in D.C. Um, these students from Covington High School, which is a Catholic school in Kentucky, had gone down for the March for the Rights for, to Life. And they... How did they end up at this place? They were there to... Apparently visited the Lincoln Memorial before they went back. Um, so they were all wearing MAGA hats. So I think it's fair to infer that they're all assholes anyway. And I, I'm not. 
I know there's a lot of see both sides isms in our culture right now. Welcome to my podcast. I don't, I don't see both sides. Okay. If you were wearing a hat, this is make America great again, referring to a bygone era in which America was better than it is now. Now, when I have the right to vote and own property and I'm not owned by other human beings, then you can go fuck yourself. I really don't, I don't have any space for a slogan that makes no sense is at best really stupid and is at worst like extremely racist. I don't wish for a bygone era. I don't think it would be fun. Like I, what are you talking, like why is this a thing? So yes, you. it is an act of aggression to go around wearing that. And the fact that you feel like you can do that and no one's going to say anything to you is weird. Okay, that said. So like I said, you know, the media is now doing a tailspin to walk back all the horrible things that were set up at the boys and accusing them of stuff because apparently they were just some sweet little innocent boys that were harassed by the black Hebrew Israelites. To which I say, ha, ha, ha. What do you think black Hebrew Israelites do? They scream at people when you walk by. They yell at you, okay? I have been walking to Whole Foods in Harlem and... Yes, there's a Whole Foods in Harlem now for out-of-town listeners. And if it sounds out of place, it's because it is, but I won't be, you know, what do you think I get there? My kombucha. So anyway, I mean, I've, I've, there was a group of friends. I think there was one white person and and two black people or something. The Hebrew Israelites started screaming at them, like calling them a white devil and calling the black people like Uncle Tom's and stuff. And the friend group was just like traumatized, but like laughed together because like, I guess we're New Yorkers and we just understand that you know, we, we coexist with crazy people. So I'm just super irritated that you, so some chaperone, like let these kids get all up in the indigenous people rally. And when they're being yelled, you know, the, the Hebrew Israelites were being grade A trolls. Like they usually are like, apparently some of the quotes were like to the kids were like, Hey, look at Billy Bob. Hey, look at the Klansmen. What does that water taste like? Does it taste like incest? I mean, I guess they immediately picked up that the boys are from some small country out of town place, either because they had, I don't know, school paraphernalia on the second Kentucky or because they were actually paying attention to the, the Hebrew Israelites because no one is supposed to do that. You're not supposed to pay attention. So I just like I said, I've been in kind of like a, a hole over MLK weekend and it was just very cold. I holed up and watched some trash TV and I did not. I miss the media like I read about it, but I didn't see like the TV news cycle coverage over and over again. But I'm sure it was crazy because Anchorman 2 told you all about that. If you have not watched Anchorman 2, watch it because it really just really gives you like a, a look. I don't know if it's a correct or creative look, but like about how, you know, back in the day, the news didn't play the same thing over and over again, like and say breaking news for everything. If you tell me, will you ever trust when CNN says breaking news? Like, no. So I'm sure it's been beat to death. And then the more of the video comes out and it's been beat to death, beat to death again. But I'm just really uncomfortable making these dumb, poorly chaperoned high schoolers the victim of anything because they're showing up in MAGA hats. They, you know what that means to people. And their high school has a track record of being racist. Covington High School, a few four years ago, as, as recently as four years ago, had a tradition of putting on the black, which is painting yourself in blackface for the basketball games. And there's a picture of these two blackface figures, uh, people painted in blackface on either side of a black basketball player. And uh, 
screaming at him. And it's just like a horrifying picture. So I don't really see it for this school. I hope that they learn something, some common sense about how to interact with, you know, fringe religious groups that are screaming things at people. But apparently we just had to do this. And I'm so resentful of anything be joining the like SIBO side, SIBO side, SIBO sides, you know, fueling that fire. And I'm really annoyed that now we have these liberal news media people having to walk stuff back and say that it's fake news. It's fake news. If everyone could just be more judgmental like me and be like, y'all ain't shit for wearing those dumb hats anyway, we wouldn't really have this problem. The Quad Place tech support team is available 24 hours a day for any website issues that might arrive. Hi, I'm Chad from Quad Space Tech Support. I'm actually the only person on the team, but I know you're not going to call, so it's totally fine. Good night. So I'm on a roll. This is this might be an obnoxious show. I can't tell yet. Um, but I just want to say a couple things about the Kamala Harris think pieces that are out. Haven't read them. Haven't read them. Gowns, beautiful gowns. Um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to see it. I, you know, like Portia said about her man when, when, when asked when he went to school, I don't, I don't ask all those questions like that because there's going to be some girl over there sitting by herself. And so as for Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, I'm not asking all those questions because there's going to be some girl over there sitting in Donald Trump's lap, getting her grab. The metaphor fell apart. But the point is that why are we doing this? If, oh my God, again, I can't stop with the extraterrestrial. If I was an alien from outer space and I was looking down and I was like, here's my, look at these people that live on the coastal towns of this country. They're so upset about this thing that happened three years ago and they don't want it to happen again. What would my advice be? From a neutral standpoint of just strategy, it would be, If your election got heavily influenced by the Russians last time that kind of abused social media and ignited the differences and passions and little trends and manipulated trends going on to turn people against certain candidates, maybe I would not write a bunch of negative pieces about a potential presidential candidate from the Democratic Party right like weeks before she even announces That's all I see on my timeline. That's all I see on my timeline. And my question is, do we just want to die on the hill of of a think piece? Do we want to burn a flame in as as we are in our armchair, our velvet armchair of punditry? I that's not a word, but you knew what I meant. I don't. I just here. I feel I have this crazy theory that. If, you know, someone who is like mildly popular, mildly popular, or just has a shtick, like, I'm alive, but let's take a little bit further. I'm alive, I'm smart, I'm popular, I'm female, I have a good record, mostly, you know, things that make them different from Donald Trump. Anyone who comes, now, did I see some names that I was like, I've never heard of this person in my life saying they were running for president? Sure. If they seem even remotely popular and Democrat, I am going to zip it. I'm not going to say anything bad about them. Like, what if we had this crazy popularity contest that was like, you know, like the end of American Idol when everyone is already good, where you're just choosing between someone good and someone good. Like, I don't think anyone who's not in our party needs to know 
that we don't like someone because they can exploit that difference. Like, let's just build whatever randos come out up so hard that by the time we get to the primaries, they are like enormously, enormously popular. Like, honestly, we could just take a potato, put a lace front wig on it and create an Instagram account and and just really make that potato, you know, show the world the potential, the potential of, of the spud. And that potato might be a great candidate come 2020. We don't know. But what I do know is if we keep picking everybody apart and then wait till the primaries to try to act like we like someone and have a completely divided and half party like we did before, uh, we're screwed. We're screwed. I mean, I was just telling someone on Facebook this and they were like, Kamala's not popular with the middle with middle America. We actually don't need all of middle America to win. Yes, did Hillary lose her home state and stuff like that? That shouldn't have happened because of like email scandals and Russian Russian hacking and people just openly talking about how much they don't like her. Yes. Yes. Yes, she did. And the lesser of two evils. Oh, the lesser of two evils. I don't know what to do. Well, you made your choice and look what happened. So, yeah, I, we've been giving like the 60 percent of white women so much flack over the past couple years. Now it's time to give flack to the people who are think piecing my eyeballs into a pile of mush that this is the moment is now. So, yeah, as I was saying, we don't need actually those middle states. All you know, we're never going to have someone that if anyone who has ever traveled across America. Oh, my gosh. It is such a great like, I feel so lucky that I had the chance to see so much of our country and just realize there's no country in the world like ours that has all these different climates, that just has people that are so different, that has, you know, if you go to El Paso, you're looking across, like, the high the expressway, and it's Mexico. It's just Mexico's right there. And you go, these people live in a desert. These people live in glaciers. These people live on farms. I mean, in the mountains. It's amazing. We are so different and we're not always, we're not all going to agree. I realize that, but I do know that, you know, we had democratic presidents before and we can have them again. And so we don't need necessarily every single person. Did I, I don't even, I'm right. I don't even know if I said the, the thing I'm responding to is that the person I did say this, right. It's really late. Everyone that the person I was talking to online said Kamala was not popular with the middle with middle America. Yeah, this whole middle America white voting class, working class dude who still wants to work with coal that will tell Cardi B to go get an education but won't go learn a different trade because he wants to burn up the environment so he can do the same job that he thinks is his birthright. That type of person probably never going to vote. Democrat. But what we can have is people not writing in names and just not showing up because they don't like either person because they've been dragged through town, you know, to the town square and put in a what's that thing that you stick your head through and your arms through? I don't know. It looks itchy. It always bothered me when I was seen in cartoons and stuff when I was little whatever, like publicly flog all of that. Like we don't need to do that and then wonder why we lose again. That's my fear. I really want to be proven wrong. Like, do you know when I like to be wrong? Stuff like this. Like, please, please make me wrong. But I'm just so nervous. I just, I just see it. And I think, I think the trend just reminds me strongly of something that just really happened really recently. And I just don't, I don't like history repeat itself. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Badoop burp. I'm just badoop booping because it was pretty serious. I feel like the show has been serious, but badoop boop. My last 
portion, I will add some levity. I implore you, I beseech you, I beg of you, please I beg, oh, please watch you on Netflix. You is like a lifetime movie that was made into episodes. Um, it is like a, it's full of millennial buzzwords, New York City, like tchotchke, and I don't know whether they're joking. Like it's, it's, it's brilliant because the acting is both bad and good at the same time. Like I have made new fan. I'm in love with Shay Mitchell now. Like she's gorgeous and stunning to look at. Like I feel like I should go watch Gossip Girl. I never watched it, but Penn Bagley's on this and he's giving me life. No, I don't want to date him because he, I don't want to ruin the series, but you sh- if people are saying that they're like obsessed with him now and I'm like, you missed the point of everything. But I mean, it's so bizarre. Like, it's just so weird. I can't tell. I don't know what's real and what's not, but I am riveted. I ha- I can't quite say that I've watched anything that has captured this tone of like camp and then little moments of sincerity and observations about uh, social media culture and just the time that we're living in at the same time. So I would say the writers on the show, you did a brilliant job. I feel like it was a really fun writer's room. Like some of those one-liners, I just, I'm just like, oh no, man, they take me out. They really take me out. Um, so I am, I mean, out to give you, it's just a kind of place where like, you know, a girl's being harassed by her professor and she, I don't know if she said this, but just stuff like this. Like, it's totally, like, you can't hashtag me to me or things like that. Like, it's just like, wow, we're so, like, on top of trend, but infusing it into the language of the characters. So they're kind of, like, commenting on themselves. And they have crazy narration that trades off that's really funny. You should just watch it. It's funny, y'all. It's really good. And everyone else has also been talking about the Fry documentary. I haven't watched that yet. I kind of felt like... I'm the kind of morose person that I need murder to be in a documentary. And so I was like, I don't know if business scamming is enough for me. Like, I'm, I watch snapped marathons, but I've heard good things, so I'm going to give it a go. And I will report back next week about that. All right, guys. Well, my 10th episode was about hell and politics. So <laughs> I guess my week has been a little... A bit of a doozy. I didn't have the most sleep. Um, they're not always about hell and politics. Some of them are much lighter than this. Uh, that's just what happened. So it's been a ride. Thank you for staying with me. And please, please, if you like the show at all, and if you need to go back to another episode to listen to and decide if you like it, do that. And then subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe because it's the only way it gets bumped up so that more people can see it. You can also follow me at at Kalezier, K-E-L-E-Z-I-E, on Instagram, where I will post clips from the episodes and keep you updated with what's going on. And we'll also, I'm going to just start some threads so I can start taking questions and comments and address them for the next episode. So I will see you there. Thank you so much. Cake and Kombucha is produced by moi and created by moi, Kalechi Azie. It is a labor of love in my New York apartment with radiator hissing sounds. Music is by Melanie J.B. Charles. If you like what you hear, check her out on Spotify and go to her website, melaniejbcharles.com. Thank you.